Welcome to Pieces for My Puzzle. I'm your host, Nikki Ship, and I'm excited to be sharing with you my life with a son on the spectrum. This podcast is for anyone who is looking for quick tips and perspective, but most of all, for hope and inspiration. So sit back, relax, and let's put the pieces together. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Pieces for My Puzzle. I am your host, Nikki Ship. Thank you so much for joining us today. Last week, we spoke about how colors can potentially help your child with their learning. But this week, we're going to talk about going out of town without your kids, or particularly without your child who is on the spectrum. Now, of course, this is not meant to be a dig on our kids, right? But I think that we can all agree that it's good for us to take time out and to get away every once in a while. Um, even as a parent, I sometimes need I need some adult time and not just to be surrounded uh, around my kids or autism all the time. So um, please understand that this is, again, not meant to be a dig towards our kids. It's important for us to get away and to have some time together. So I realized uh, recently my husband and I took a trip with um, us and some of our friends uh, we left for about five or six days, and I realized that it had been a really long time since I had been on a vacation without Drayson. And leading up to, I had a huge amount of anxiety to the point where I almost didn't want to go on vacation because I was so worried about Drayson and and you know, is he going to have everything? Can somebody else handle it? And it just, and anyone can understand this. You're just riddled with anxiety. So I decided to share with you guys some quick tips on uh, what I did to prepare myself and also to prepare um, his caretaker that stayed with him. And I realized that as I prepared more, it actually lessened my anxiety a little bit more. Um, don't get don't get me wrong. I cried when I left, but that's beside the point. <laughs> so, so first thing is there's so much to think about, right? I mean, I kept thinking about who can care for Jason. How will they know what to do? Um, what if there's an emergency? And it just kept going on and on and on in my head, playing in my head. So, here are some of the quick thi- th- quick, excuse me quick tips of some things that I did to prepare myself. For uh, and to make sure that Drayson also had a successful visit, as well as um, us have a successful vacation. So uh, the first thing is I tried really hard to have someone come to the home, and I was really blessed, very lucky that my sister actually came for that week. She came up from um, Tucson and was able to visit with with Drayson for the week, and she loves spending time with him. So it was kind of a win win. And uh, so we've been very blessed with that. So if you have a family member or a close friend or somebody that you really trust or even a caretaker that you trust to take care of your child while you're gone, those are the people that you should start asking first. Um, You have to be able to trust them. And I realize that that's really hard when you have such a stringent maybe schedule you have a stringent way of taking care of your child, and so it's stressful. And I, th- I think it's stressful for any parent, not just with a child with special needs, but any parent in general, it's stressful when you first leave your kids for a vacation. So, 
But you have to be able to trust that person. And you you also have to make sure that that person is at least going to understand some of the behaviors that may or may not occur with your child. And I knew that my sister was going to be really great with it because she just she's very familiar and she loves spending time with Drayson. And so it was kind of a win-win. So I actually started a document. And for those of you watching, um, I'll show this a little bit more in just a little a little while, but I'm holding it up and I um, created a document. And at the top, I just put Drayson's schedule and I broke it down by uh, times of day, just general time, like a.m., uh, maybe breakfast, p.m., maybe lunch or noon, uh, 4 p.m., um, dinner, and then bedtime. So I broke it up by kind of like having two breaks in between the a.m. and the p.m., right? So that that way she could also see maybe what happens midday and mid-morning. So I broke it up in the schedule that way. And um, it's really important that you show the – that you – put down the following things, such as their therapies, their medications, um, meals if needed, if they have a certain type of meal that they're used to having all the time. Drayson is very much a creature of habit, so he'll have almost the same thing for lunch every day. So um, to write that down on the schedule, um, I also wrote down his some of his most favored activities um, his likes and dislikes are really, really important, and that could be by food or even by games. So I wrote down all of those things so that Michelle would know um, what to do. I also uh, wrote down house directions. Really, really important. Okay, so if you have an alarm... <laughs> So we wrote down stuff about the alarm and also about the garage um, so that she kind of knew just how the operations maybe of the household, the Wi-Fi password, all of those types of things you want to have written down someplace for that person that's going to be staying there and taking care of your child. And then I also created a list of phone numbers. So I did personal, um, someone else maybe close by or another relative um, if they, if she needs to get a hold of them, or a caretaker, if she needs to get a hold of them, um, I also wrote down the emergency numbers. So I wrote down Drayson's doctor, um, the closest urgent care. I also wrote down the number for poison control and for his pharmacy. And um, if you have pets, I also included that in the list. So I also put down the vet, um, poison control for, for pets. Yes, if you, d if you didn't know, there actually is a poison control number for animals, which is I didn't know until recently. Um, and I made sure that that was on the list. And I also included an itinerary, so where we were traveling to, where we were staying. Um, and then in this particular case, we were going out of the country, so we um, left a copy of our passports as well. And um, that was also in case something happens to us and we lost our passports. We had a copy of them that she could send um, in case we needed it. So all of these things are things to think about when you're getting ready to travel and, and set yourself up for success as well as for your child. So once you've created your document, the beautiful thing about it is I just say uh, you can save it to your computer and then um, you can continually have it as a working document. So if things change, if contacts change, if his schedule changes, um, you can just basically update it with that list and you have now a working document. So that's 
it was super helpful for me and I was really glad that I did it. And it also makes you think about how much information people really need to have. About a couple days before we left for our trip, I, kind of, I stocked up the house. I made sure all the necessities were ready, and I got, got the grocery shopping done. Um, I got some of his favorite foods. I also even asked um, my sister if there was anything she would like, and I took care of um, some of the food. We actually came up with that together. She, um, bless her heart, she didn't want me to pay her for staying with her nephew. So her form of payment was that I just get her favorite foods at the grocery store. So it worked out perfect for us that way too. Um, but you know, it's always nice to make sure that you have some of those things to make them feel at home as well. Um, and then also if you're, if you're going to pay someone, make sure that they're aware of the amount and any other terms that you guys agree upon, because that was a point of discussion for, for Michelle and I to have. And I think that that's still important to make sure that all of that is taken care of upfront so that you don't have to worry about it. Uh, right before you leave or even during your trip or after when you return from your trip, it's all set and ready to go. So once again, I'm just going to kind of show this really quickly. So here I did, um, for those of you watching, you can see it. But for those of you listening, I'll describe it a little bit better. I just put Drayson's schedule at the top. And then I just listed um, by a quick outline. And at the bottom, I also put maybe some of his favorite places to eat if she wanted to um, take him out. She was able to, um, like, he really likes Wendy's, so I put Wendy's on there in case she wanted to take him for, like, a cheeseburger or something. And then I also put down a schedule at the bottom. So Mondays and Wednesdays, for example, he had Reading Lab, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, his caretaker from um, from Arizona Autism United comes into the home. So what's the beauty of this too, is that we were able to keep his regular structure and schedule with his therapies down at the same time while Michelle was in the home. Um, I also made a separate document for the pups. So if you have pets, you can do a little pet schedule as well. And then on the last page, um, again, like I said, I just put the emergency contact info at the bottom and then I was, or excuse me, on the last page. And that's nice to have in case she needed these numbers readily available to her. She could go ahead and um, look at that list. And then she also had some numbers of some people that were close by in case they needed any, in case she needed anything quickly. Um, so there was plenty of people to um, help her. And that's always super, super important too, is let people know maybe your neighbors or close friends or other family members that you're going out of town so that if that person that's caring for your child at the time needs some additional help, they're readily available to jump in. This concludes our episode for today. Um, just a few quick announcements that I do want to make. I mentioned on my last podcast about how we just produced a brand new t-shirt call, uh, called I'm in the red zone. So if you use colors to identify emotion with your child, you know, red usually means angry. I began to kind of make a joke about the fact that I'm in the red zone too with my red glass of wine. So for those of you looking, you can see that I have this t-shirt on for those of you viewing and for those of you listening, um, you can see, I can just describe to you, it's just a black t-shirt with some white font that says I'm in the red zone with a little uh, wine glass outline. And in the center is of, of the wine glass, it's some little red sparkly uh, print uh, for red wine. 
and so um, these have become super popular and we, I was really excited to produce this shirt for a lot of parents that were actually asking for it. So if you would like to get your hands on one of these cute little t-shirts, you can email me at info at piecesformypuzzle.com and one of us will get back to you. They're $25 plus shipping and it's going to look super cute and when people ask you about it, you can also build awareness about autism by explaining that color can be used to identify emotion. If you like what you're hearing, please like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram, or feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Pieces for My Puzzle. And if you also, if you have a story about your child or even a question, maybe something you're curious of learning about, feel free to email our show in at info at piecesformypuzzle.com, and we'll get back to you shortly. If you like what you're hearing, spread the word to others in the community to help spread awareness. We definitely want to make sure that parents feel empowered by having more resources and inspired by knowing that they can do this by uh, providing help for their kid on the spectrum. And once again, thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, keep working on your puzzle. And remember, you don't have to have it all solved in a day. Take care.